Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with Donna Agnebeni. Her credits include gymnast, marathon runner, middle school teacher, and actress. She has been professionally active in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years. Donna has been described as a world-class master trainer, passionate teacher, trusted advisor, empowering coach, curious learner, creative innovator, industry leader, and community advocate. While she is all that, her natural talent is in bringing out the best in people. Aside from her professional roles, Donna enjoys time with family, friends, good food, community events, the Boston art sports entertainment scene, acting, writing, and international travel. We're here at Glow Podcast Row in New York City, and I'm here with the wonderful Donna Agnebeni. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. I got the name right. You got the name right. (laughs) So Donna, tell us about your company and how we can connect with you. So I started off with a business named Body Trio, and it was kind of a brick and mortar studio in the heart of the town that I live in, Belmont, Massachusetts. And I now have a training system, but it's also another business. But the name of it is Triogo. After decades of teaching in the fitness industry, I, at the request of clients and students saying, you know, it's a little bit like Pilates, it's a little bit like yoga, but but what is this thing you're teaching? And it's a blend of Pilates and yoga and what I'm calling freestyle movement. And it's something that I do with athletes, competitive teams, individuals, and trainers. So it's my own brand, but it's also a movement system, just like yoga or Pilates. And where'd you get the name Triogo? What was your inspiration for that? So Body Trio, when I opened my studio in 2008, everybody had a name that was very, I'll say a little bit more hardened than what I was going for. So they'd be like Precision Fitness or something like that. And I wanted something that was a little bit more fluid and a little bit more airy. And it came to me when I decided that if I'm going to teach something, it always comes down to threes. And I kind of framed it with body, mind, and spirit. Because Mm. if you're going to affect someone's physical nature, physical body, you're going to affect their mind and their spirit. And, you know, with reverse, if the spirit is affected, it's hard to teach the body in front of you. So that was... The mindset, the mindset was also that every time you enter into a fitness class or training, it should be more of an experience. It should be more like you're part of something. There's co-collaboration. It's just something that's going to capture your attention so that you can do the hard work in a more pleasant way. And so Triogo was to say, okay, it's still about threes. Trio would be the three part. And the Ogo would be you can take it to go. Mm. And like the sound of it, like that it's very similar to Body Trio, but 
it stands alone is in the sense that it's a training system. Now you're sure. pretty active yes. and I think you're so extraordinary. Thank you. It's amazing. You've been a gymnast, a marathon runner, an actress. I didn't know that. <laughs> I um, dabble. Yes, you do dabble. And you've been in the fitness industry for a while. Yeah, I think um, 1993, I had my first child, my daughter Ariana, and my husband was studying at MIT. And we were living in married housing, and I was so active that people felt a little unsure doing anything, not having a certification behind me. So I said, well, let me look into it. Got a couple of certifications underneath me. And I started teaching in the basement of married housing at MIT, and it was a really cool training ground and playground. It was literally right next to a playground where everybody saw me being very interactive, I guess. And that's kind of where it all started. And no sooner did I start kind of really getting out there with my teaching that I started having some injuries that were impactful. And the real teacher was a massive concussion. I was three cars in, a very minor car accident, but my airbag went off and it broke on my face. And so it wasn't just a little bit of a car accident. It was a major brain injury from the impact of the airbag. And this brings us forward to, you know, body, mind, and spirit is at the time I was living a very physical life. I was in high gear all the time, moving, you know, to the point where I probably didn't pay attention to my mind. And it probably was a way that I didn't have to pay attention to my mind. And so for the first time I experienced lack of energy, headaches, fatigue. I tried to push through it. I tried to run. I was trying to teach at 6 a.m. at the health club that I was teaching at. And everything just got really, really bad. So I learned. Regressed, <laughs> right? Because I know brain injuries, you need just time to heal. Right. And so it was very difficult for you as someone right. who's very physical. Very difficult, but very influential. And so grateful. I think no matter what you experience, if there can be any light at the end of the tunnel, um, this was a bright light and it was a way that I went, hmm, okay, that was maybe for this. And I'll never forget, I had a notebook that I was just writing all these names. And again, they were similar to what I had seen. And I don't even recall exactly how I came up with it other than I had this revelation when people would say, what are you doing that's differently? And I knew that it was a movement experience instead of a training or a class or a workout. And it was three-dimensional. It was, I wanted to reach these individuals or the individual in body, mind, and spirit, meaning when you're in the flow state, you lose track of time. You're moving, you're breathing, but you're so enjoying what you're doing. And you can tell. You can tell when you see people moving if it's a good fit, if it's uncomfortable. And so that's been and will always be my fourth child. <laughs> so you Three beautiful daughters. <laughs> Three beautiful daughters. Okay, mm. now, I didn't know about this concussion. We spoke before, <laughs> no, and it was a, list I, I mean, a little long. Yeah, it's a little long, but you did have another significant injury. Yes, uh, that was total proximal avulsion of the hamstring, they call it. And um, I grew up water skiing. My parents are extremely athletic, and so it wasn't unusual for me to ski in the ocean. And my friends had this great house um, on the Cape and it was 4th of July weekend and of course you're going to ski Donna right and yeah yeah I even said to three of my clients before getting out there I don't know if I should ski this year because if I hurt myself it might really hurt my business I imagine like falling and hurting my neck or something because I'm jumping the wake and I'm just loving it a little bit 
So kind of a long story, but let's just say the ski was too big, the boat was too slow, with the water pushing against the ski and the ski moving and my pushing really hard, it was the perfect storm for a muscle to just quit and my hamstring completely tore off and there was five surgeries as a result of all that with the absolute best surgeons in Boston. But it was another moment to say, you know, the concussion was my brain and this was now my body, my leg, my hips. And so I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I went to the Gray Institute, um, which is an incredible group of physical therapists, occupational therapists, osteopaths. There's a few trainers like me. And what was kind of cool is they were already also talking body, mind, and spirit and the three-dimensionality of movement that you have to move in all three planes. And I spent a good 40 weeks with them doing a fellowship and was able to come back to my studio and not only heal myself and with their help, their incredible physical therapist came to my studio and work with me. But I learned another way of having people that maybe got stuck at physical therapy and couldn't really get further or had to keep going back. I got to be the bridge between people that had something either that was never going to get better in their mind or you know something that just needed a different approach. And so I started to create my own approach from that situation. I mean, that's extraordinary. And I imagine that as someone who's so physical, there may have been a time where it was just dark for you. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about that because viewers, listeners are tuning into this because they may be going through the same path. Absolutely. So if I back up to when I was a young gymnast, you know, injury happens all the time with those type of sports. And then fast forward to having the variety that I shared, I think I started to understand that you better change (laughs) when you hit that moment where for me, the only outlet I had was physical. So I thought I have no energy. So what am I going to do to get energy? I'm going to go run. I'm going to still teach. I'm going to do these things that make me feel like me. And the hard lesson was I needed to do the opposite. So I needed to make a big change, which was to be quiet, to be in nature, to breathe. I taught myself to meditate sort of by an accident. I was feeling so awful that I needed to close my eyes and I needed to slow down my breath because my heart was racing. I was was terrified of losing everything that I'd worked for. You know, that was my identity. So I think the message is be adaptable and maybe look for what change starts to help you because it's different for everybody. So you sort of have to try things out. And if you get this little bit, like for example, with the concussion, all of a sudden my sister who sings was singing and it was this first thing in my brain that something shifted and something felt okay. Something felt good for the first time. And I I don't even know how long I had been feeling so bad, but it was a clue. And I think you have to look for clues. Um, I couldn't be around people that were very loud. I had to choose what environment was soothing. So I think you just have to look for those. Brooke Allison yesterday talked about those nudges, right? Mm -hmm. When you're going to do a performance or do something well, I think you have to look for those nudges in the right direction and things that are moving you in the direction that you need to go or you want to go. But you have to be still enough to listen to the nudges. Yeah, you have to be either so impacted that something has to change. You can no longer continue that course. Or hopefully there's people in your life that see you from a different lens and say, you need to rest. Or let me, you know, my husband took me away on a 
first time I'd ever been to the Caribbean, and it was simple. I was away. I was around water. I was in the sun. I wasn't teaching. My kids were being taken care of. So I think it's those forks in the road. Hey, leaders, stay tuned for the rest of the interview following this brief message. Everyone has a voice, whether expressed or dormant, and Master Your Swag podcast was created to help you showcase your voice. It's a unique platform that affords high-level opportunity seekers like yourself, whether you're seeking a job, a client, or a partner, the chance to feature your insights, knowledge, expertise, experience, passion, and vision, and deliver your message to prospective employers, clients, or partners. It's an opportunity to connect your voice to your brand, to glow and get noticed. So when you send out that resume, that proposal, or that important email, you attach a unique link that will connect the recipient directly to your episode on Master Your Swag podcast. You connect your voice to your resume, to your brand, and get noticed. Go to MasterYourSwag.com to claim your spot on Master Your Swag podcast. That's MasterYourSwag.com. Our tendency is to do what we know from a place of who we are. And you sometimes have to sort of adopt a persona, adopt a personality. Um, I know for people that I work with that are sometimes very shy, that's a piece of advice I'll give them is, you know, look to someone that you respect that you can just take a little bit of what you like about them and just play with it a little bit. So um, something I've that's helped me with, with setbacks. And I know that we had a conversation too where you spoke about being awake. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that. Waking. So I was fortunate to meet uh, a man named Matthew Sanford. And I was sharing a meditation in class and I just speak from who I am. And this time I was so impacted by this yoga journal article that Matthew had written this meditation that I just read it out loud to them. And then I looked at the bottom and realized that he was paralyzed from the waist down. And it was just coincidental that a good friend of mine, brilliant yoga teacher, Sally McAlpin said, hey, Matthew Sanford's coming to town and I'm gonna go listen to him speak. And I said, oh my gosh, I just read this article and I'd love to see him. And you know, I had at the time my hamstring issue, but he was getting himself out of his wheelchair to teach his class and to get himself on the ground and be grounded and sit in lotus position, which is a yoga position. And you completely forgot that he had anything that would have impeded him physically. And he has a book called Waking, which I highly recommend. And at the time, he was signing my book and I went home and devoured it. I read it in one night and I remember waking up and seeing the book on my nightstand and had this big aha moment. And I said, why did this influence me so much? It's kind of when you see a really good movie and it stays with you. And so why, you know, why do I have this feeling? And I looked at the book and the words waking and I thought, oh, <laughs> you know, he had lost members of his family in a car accident. He had physical, mental and emotional injury and spiritual, of course, that were so far beyond mine. But he was a teacher and he was connecting with others and he was making people feel good in their bodies. And I think about him so often and... I think we need to find those people that energize us. For me, it was sort of, what is this? Obviously, something must have been missing because I was finding it by looking at his book and by spending time with him. 
waking being waking. being woke right that's something that we all need to work on and right. it takes time it's a process but it comes with listening to people and learning you know like right now one of the things that comes up for me when i look at you is resilient and a, a ferocious learner uh. <laughs> and one of the other things that comes up is how you are impacting and influencing other people which are all pillars of leadership so when you think about leadership how does leadership show up in your life leadership can come in quite a few forms right you know you can be the boss you can you know for me be the trainer and have a group that is listening to you um, leadership can be being a mom but i think to lead you need to really listen yeah. and i would like to always be known as a leader that people want to follow because they see something about me that's already in themselves and that I'm just adopting that place of knowing. So there's things that I've lived through that I can now say, follow me. I don't know everything. Most of the time I don't know anything, but there's glimpses into what I've done or what I'm doing that you believe in. And those categories that I mentioned are, I mean, if you want to feel humble for a moment, think about, you know, being a parent or think about um, coaching a team or in my case, being a trainer, being a sports and strength and conditioning trainer for Harvard Swim and Dive, a group of women that need to be athletes mm -hmm. <laughs> and they need to be heavily involved in their academics and they've got, you know, social life going on and they need to perform. So with all walks of life that I've been with, I think I'd like to be the type of leader that earns respect from a place of doing the right thing at the right time for that individual. And you know, I write down words that come up as we talk about you is humility. Oh. And I found that humility has a very strong connection with wisdom, mm. which is true. I mean, we've been talking, this is our second day together. And I, I'm so just impressed by who you are, because I know that your story is a story of some people who live physically and then to have an injury like this, their life can just stop. You continue going and you certainly are a leader in influencing others in how you live. Thank you. I mean, I'm pretty impressed that. and I'm really honored to be speaking and talking about your life today. The other thing I wanted to ask, so tell me about your studio, where is it? So my studio, Body Trio, was in Belmont Center, which is in Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. And I think I told you we had a fire back in September 2018. So the studio became... You need to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it needs to be a movie. <laughs> oh, every six months. <laughs> I need to, to update every six months. Um, my whole job is moving people. I need to be moved myself to move people the right way, whether it's artistically, whether it's athletically, whether it's traveling. In my training system, I talk about the three A's, artistic, athletic, and aesthetic. And I think when you're surrounded by those attributes and those kind of qualities, you always have a place to go, but the studio lives on is what I'm really trying to say. It's no longer a physical space, but I still train at these different places that I've spoken about. I have a studio set up in my home for some of my private clients. I go into different spaces, whether it be Lululemon, whether it's 
an office space, whether it's to train a bunch of trainers. So I get to do the work that honors body trio. And the greatest compliment I've had from students is, you know, even though I can't go to that space, it's always inside me. It's always a part of me. So that tells me something more about the work I'm doing. And if it can still be a part of you, even though you're not putting your yoga mat down on that floor, it still holds up. So right now I I don't really have the capacity to begin in another space. And I think it's being true to myself in the way I'm dealing with the highs and the lows. I have to be clear on what is pulling me in a certain direction. And right now the direction is to have Trioga, which is a training system that can be done anywhere. Right. Um, so is that be complete the brand. or are you... It is complete. It is complete. It so is complete. where can we get it? So www.triogo.com. Uh, so can, I can purchase it and I can do it at home? Yeah, you can just enjoy the content that's there. You can also pick up some videos that you want to do at home. All kinds of things, starting with videos, but there'll be pop-ups and there'll be different things. What I really love to do is inspire people by showing what other people that I get to connect with are already doing. So highlighting interviews and things of people that are inspirational will also be a way just to stay involved with your own fitness movement exercise program. So one last question, and it went so fast. I know. Um, so a typical day for you right now, what does that look like? And do you need to take extra care of yourself? Oh, and, sure. Yeah? <laughs> yes, those bedrocks, those pillars, sleeping well, eating well, drinking lots of fluids. I like to talk about Athletic Greens, which is a simple product that it's a powder. You put 16 ounces of water in your bottle, shake it up, and you've got 75 different minerals and nutrients. So finding things like that, it doesn't have to be that, but finding things that are just really front-loading you and mentally allowing you to feel that you've gotten something in an efficient way that's really going to support you. I drink celery juice every day. Oh, <laughs> I'm why? a big fan of celery juice. I know. <laughs> Never thought I'd be saying that, but um, big fan of dark leafy greens. Starting the day mm-hmm. with a really good drink, eating healthy foods that are clean and easy to digest so that your energy is always up, and having a plan. My plan changes, but basically, I'm training a bunch of private clients during the day, hustling on over to Harvard to work with the women. On top of that, sometimes there's an audition, sometimes there's a movie, sometimes there's a commercial. My kids' lives are wildly interesting, so I love meeting them where they are, wherever their jobs take them. And attending events like this. I know, I know. I'm so thankful, you know, to have you in my life now because I'm not letting you go. (laughs) That's so nice. So thank you Thank you very, very much. It's been a pleasure. Right back at you. Hello, leaders. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.